Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Good morning, good morning, everybody, and happy Easter. Felices Pascuas. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And I just want to wish everybody a happy Easter, or should I say happy Resurrection Day. Feliz Dia de Resurrección. It is good to be here. It is good to, to celebrate. And today is the day that we celebrate revived hope. Hoy celebramos esperanzos vida. Amen. Listen, you guys, Friday, it appeared that all hope was lost. El viernes, parcicie que toda la esperanza se había perdido. On Friday, hope had to shelter in place in a borrowed tomb. El viernes, la esperanza tuvo que refugiarse en una tumba prestada. But on Sunday, pero el domingo, hope got up. Esperanza Lavanto. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Happy Easter. Now, look, I know there's food cooking at home right now. Sé que lo comida se está cocinando es, uh, en su casas. Uh, and I know the smell is very distracting. Y el olor es una distracción. Uh, no te uh, preocupes, preocupes. No me tome mucho tiempo esta mañana. I'm not going to take too much of your time. Don't worry, because I know that smell is just distracting you. But um, I, I want to share something for this moment in this time is that on Easter Sunday is what we like to call as pastors the Super Bowl of Sundays. And this is during odd times that the church is not meeting in a place where we all come together corporately. So I want to encourage you today is that put your faith to work, that hope is not lost, that there is a revived hope. And we are going to talk about a revived hope, a place how we can get real hope today and not only have real hope, but to take that hope and perfectly place our hope into a place that it will grow and it will sustain us and keep us going through these trying times. Amen. Amen. Now, if you guys don't know who I am, maybe you're tuning in. Um, I'm Pastor John R. Butcher Sr. And yes, the R stands for random. Uh, for some of you guys that don't know me, I'm just uh, counting an honor and privilege to be here with you in your homes this morning celebrating the resurrected Christ. Amen. But before I get started, I just really want to wish a young lady a happy birthday Marley Barajas, Feliz Cumpleaños. Uh, I want to wish you a happy birthday. I know it's strange times for you, 11 years. You've been here 11 years, the same amount of time as the church has been here. I remember you as a baby coming into the church when we first started on Claybank, and uh, I just want to wish you a very special uh, happy birthday to you. We love you, honey. Hope you have a great day. Tony, you got to buy her something super nice. Just wanted to put that out there. So, okay, you guys, look, with me right now, I want you to open up your Bibles. If you don't have your Bibles with you, we're going to put this up on the screen so you'll be able to see it. I'm going to get into today's word, and I, and I pray that it will encourage you and put you in a place of greater hope. Amen. Turn to the book of John, chapter 11, and we're going to read starting at 17. We'll go through 26. So read with me, if you will. 
So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But, you, but even now, I know that whatever you ask God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for allowing us to be together in this capacity using technology, Lord, to celebrate the name of Jesus, to celebrate the resurrection. And Lord, right now, through your word and by your word and your spirit, I just pray that this message is conveyed with such clarity, Lord, that we could receive it, that our ears are open to receive the engrafted word of God, which will just save our souls. And Lord, we thank you right now that today we will not be the same. We will be chastised, challenged, and changed by the word of God. And Lord, I thank you once again for restored hope during this hopeless times we love you we bless you and we thank you in jesus name we pray amen somebody let's say amen amen all right you guys now i want to give you some background on the scripture uh, that we read today so what we find here is jesus and the disciples were hanging out somewhere near jerusalem when they received a word that lazarus uh, was sick. Uh, now, Lazarus was one that was quoted in the Bible as one whom Jesus really loved and he favored. He was like a cousin that he loved so much. And, and, and Jesus, when he got this news, immediately he replied, he said, Esta enfermedad no es para la muerte, sino para la gloria de Dios. He said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Now, I don't know about you, but then after, you know, you're reading this and you see that Jesus got the news that his loved one was sick. You think he would go immediately to his loved one. But the Bible goes on and tells us, says, after waiting two days, después de esperar dos días, after waiting two days, Jesus decides to go to Judea, which is in the opposite direction of Lazarus. Now, I don't know about you, saints of God, but have you ever been in a situation that seemed to be on the verge of dying? Alguna vez has estado en una situación que estaba a punto de morir. And your prayers that you're praying don't seem to be answered. Or even worse, it seems that the more you pray, the further away Jesus is getting. Tu oraciones no fueron escudadas o peor para ser que Jesús se estaba alejando de ti. And it seems and it appears that all hope is lost. Se siente como si tu esperanza su hubiera ido. We all know this, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. La esperanza deferida enferma el corazón. And during these times that we're all in right now, we're all being bombarded with hopelessness. Durante este tiempo, estamos abrumados por la des desesperanza. 
saying to God, I, I, I know we put hope in different things. We put our hope in the Republicans and we put our hope in, in the Democrats and, and uh, penamos nuestra esperanza en los republicanos y democratas and we put our hope in the doctors and the lawyers. Uh, penamos nuestra esperanza en los uh, médicos y abogados and we put our hope in people. Penamos uh, nuestra esperanza en las personas and we've been let down inos has decepcionado time after time we've been let down leaving us asking how can i find hope and where do i put it como puede encontrar esperanza y donde lo pongo where can i find hope and where can i put it now i believe we could take a look at our scripture and see that mar and look at martha and learn where we can find hope and where we could perfectly place Hope. Martha nos muestra donde encontrar en colocar perfectamente nuestra esperanza. So what I want to do today for you real briefly is give you four principles that we need to do how we can find hope and where to perfectly place it. I'm going to give you four principles to follow when you ask how can I find hope and where can I perfectly place it. The first thing that we see that Martha did was, number one, show up when you don't want to. Presente cuando no quieras. You got to show up when you don't want to. We see in verse 20, it says, Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet Jesus. You have to show up where Jesus is. If you want to find hope and you want to put hope in the right place, you need to show up where Jesus is at. You don't need to show up where your friends are at. You don't need to show up where the alcohol's being sold. You don't need to show up where the weed's being sold. You don't need to show up where the pills are being at. You need to show up where Jesus is. Tienes que venir a donde está Jesucristo. And you're asking me right now, well, where is Jesus? I thought he's on the present. Donde está Jesucristo? Where is he at? Well, I'm going to tell you where Jesus is. Yes, he's omnipresent. Yes, he's everywhere. But Jesus shows up corporately in a place where people come together and have all things in common. And they're all believing in him. And he shows up in a way that will give you inspiration. He shows up in a way that will give you hope. The Bible tells us where two or three are gathered in his name, he shall be in the midst. Saints of God, listen to me very carefully. I'm not talking about where two or three of your friends just get together and he'll be in the midst. Yes, he's there. But God created the house of God, the body of Christ, that his spirit will dwell in, in this body that we come together corporately. And this is where hope lies. So if you want to find true hope, if you want to know where to put your hope in, you need to show up when you don't want to. I know there's certain Sundays you've had a long week and it's been hard everything has gone bad everything has gone wrong but what I'm telling you right now you need to show up when you don't feel like it show up so that you can receive hope number two the second thing we got to do to make sure and to find hope and to be able to properly place it in its right place is believe Jesus can do the impossible Verse 20 said this, 21 said this. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. Martha's brother was dead. He's gone. But she still went out to meet Jesus. She said to him, listen, 
Look, my brother wouldn't be dead if you would have been here earlier, but I believe because you're Jesus, because you're the Lord, that you can raise any dead situation in my life because I believe God you are God of the impossible I know that you have made dead people rise again I know that you've uh, gave sight to the blind that you let hearing come to the deaf Lord I thank you that you opened up the mouth of the mute I thank you right now that sick people have been healed and delivered I know that I serve the God of the impossible and if I want to find hope I have to believe in my hopeless situation that God can come in and inject hope into a dead dying situation I have to believe that Jesus can do the impossible. Saints of God, the third thing that we must do to find hope, the third thing, the third principle to find hope and to perfectly place it is, is this. We have to look up to keep ourselves encouraged. I hope you're hearing me right now. In verse 24, she said, I know he will rise again. She, she spoke life. I know he will rise again. Saints, so many of us, when we are down, when we have hopeless situations, we always tend to walk around with our heads down. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but when before we pray, we say, bow your heads. What is the position of a bowed head? A bowed head means that I am submitting to that which I am talking to. So if I bow my head as I am praying to God, I am showing that I am subject to his word. I'm subject to his will. I'm subject to his way. I hope you guys are hearing me right now. So anytime that hopelessness or despair comes into your life and you begin to hang your head, what you're saying in a natural sense is you're saying that I am hanging my head to my troubles. I'm hanging my head to my hopelessness. I'm hanging my head to my despair and which means I am submitting to its will. I'm submitting to its way and I am now subject to my hopelessness we don't think that's what it is this is why the bible tells us in psalms 121 it says this i will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the lord we have to begin to look up instead of looking down you can't find nothing on the ground but your help comes from the lord psalms 24 and 7 says this lift up your head O ye gates and be lifted up you everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory it's the Lord God, strong, almighty. Saints of God, your help isn't on the ground. Your help is in the air. Don't you dare hang your head unless you are praying to a God that's full of hope. Don't hang your head to your problems. Don't hang your head to your situation. Don't hang your head to death. Don't hang your, your head to hopelessness. You need to look up to God for whence cometh your help. We have to understand that Martha knew who hope was and Martha held on to her hope and why did she hold on to hope she held on to hope because hope liberates hope motivates hope initiates and hope activates yeah I'll say that again hope liberates hope motivates hope initiates and hope activates she held on to her hope who was her hope? Her hope was Jesus Christ. She held on to her hope because her hope liberates. Liberates. It will set you free. 
from your past. Listen, her past was her brother was dead. And because she had hope and her hope in Christ, because she put her hope perfectly placed in Jesus, she would, it would set her free from what was really a reality. She knows that, listen, I know my brother's dead, but because I have hope in Christ, I could go to him. It'll set me free from what was or what is and bring me to what can be. Hope also motivates. Hope, it, it helps you bounce back. Martha bounced back. Say to God, I don't know about you, but have you ever experienced a death to somebody close in your life? And we sit down and, and we had hope that they would live again, but our hope at the time that they would live again, they, they pass away. Listen to me very carefully. But even though they passed away, we still have hope. What is that hope? It's going to help me bounce back. It's going to help me uh, not be in mourning forever. That hope is that one day, because my hope in Christ is going to allow me to see my family member again. Because if they are in Jesus Christ, we don't mourn as those without hope do. We mourn and we will celebrate. Though I miss them in the flesh, I know that one day I will see them again. That is my hope. It motivates me. Also, we see that it initiates us. Martha had this initiation. It, it something spawned in her. It, it initiates her. It makes you free to dream. Listen, she had to come up with the idea in her head. She's like, wait a minute. My brother's dead, but I have hope that if I ask Jesus, I know that if he asks God the Father, that it shall be given to him. Saints of God, if you have hope, hope will put you in a place to make you dream again. It initiates, it sparks thoughts. Look, maybe your last business failed, but hope will tell you, I got another idea. Hope will initiate you and, and set you free to dream. Hope also activates. What does it do? It activates your faith. Now, faith isn't just sitting there and we say that hope is just me dreaming, but hope and faith go hand in hand. If I hope Therefore, I have faith, and faith without works is dead. I, my, my hope activates my faith, which makes me start working, and you'll see what I'm hoping in. You don't have to ask me. That's why um, James said, if you ask me of my faith, I'll show you my works. We have to make sure that our hope activates our faith. It'll make this whole place a better world. Martha's hope wasn't in her situation. Her hope was in the son of man, Jesus Christ. Listen, saints, when we put our hope in the wrong place, we are setting ourselves up for a huge disappointment. As we sit down and read uh, uh, that Martha said this, she says, she goes on to say, she goes, I know he will rise again on the last day. But this is when Jesus had to remind her and he had to tell her. He said, yo soy la resurrección y la vida. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. What Jesus was really trying to say is, what he was telling her, apart from me, there is no hope. Apart from me, there is no resurrection. Apart from me, there is no life. Apart from me, you're already dead in your sins. Listen, saints, when we put our hope in places that it doesn't belong then we are going to be disappointed. You better listen to me when I say this. How many of you have put your hope in your marriage and been disappointed? How many people have put your hope in your finances and been disappointed? How many people have put their hope in your relationships and been disappointed? We are setting ourselves up for disappointment when we put our hope in these places. 
But instead, this is what you should do. I will put my hope in Christ first and then put Christ into my marriage. I will put my hope into Christ first and then put Christ into my finances. I will put my hope into Christ and then put my hope in Christ into my finances, in relationships, and marriages. Saints of God, when you put Christ first in your marriage, this is when the wife could submit to her own husband. When you put your hope in Christ first and then put Christ in your marriage. This is when the husband can love the wife as he as Christ so loved the church. When you put your hope in Christ first and then put Christ into your finances, this is when you tithe and when you give above the tithe that, and then your finances, you'll have hope in your finances. When you put hope in Christ first and then put him in your relationship, then you could be a body fitly joined together. Then when you put hope in Christ first is when you'll be able to have an odd against a brother and you'll be able to approach him specifically and be able to tell him your odd. This is when we put our hope in Christ first. Now as I bring my message to a close, in order for us to feel and find real hope, in order for us to take that hope that we find and put it perfectly in the right place, the fourth thing we must do is we got to give up our life. Verse 25 said this, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you Believe this. You have to give up your life to find hope. Jesus said, if you believe in me, remember what Jesus said to, to, to the disciples. If any man should come after me, he must first deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. It's all about giving up our own life, not for us. We give up our lives for Christ. Christ said, look, if any man will lose their life for my sake, the same shall be saved. There is the hope that we have. If you want to find hope, you got to give up your own life. What does that mean? It give up your own will, give up your own ambitions, and you have to start searching for the things of God. You know, the Bible says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask anything of the Father and it shall be given unto you. This is where we have to understand if we abide in Christ and his word abides in us, it gives us a hope. Why? Because our will now becomes the will of the Father and everything that we desire, our desire becomes that same desire that God has. And when God's desires in us we can ask of the father that desire and it shall be done for us so i want to ask you something today tengo una pregunta one more question is there something in your life that you counted as hopeless is there something or some situation or circumstance that you've tried to resurrect on your own but it's still lifeless and still hopeless the reason why God is allowing some things in your life to die, the same way he allowed Lazarus to die, was he wanted people to realize whatever situation may come your way, no matter how dead and stinking it is, he wants you to perfectly place your hope in the great I am. And when you do that, he can bring hope back to life in you. See, saints of God, the reality of the resurrection is that the tomb is empty. Now, I want to share this thought that I had about the tomb. Jesus is the hope of the world. 
And before he was crucified, everybody put their hope in Jesus. And when Jesus died, they placed hope in a tomb. They placed hope in a place that was buried. People at that point, if you remember and you read the scriptures, when they put their hope in a place that it wasn't belonged in, it, he, they put their hope, who was Jesus, into a tomb. It, he, he didn't belong in that tomb. This is why Jesus borrowed a tomb. He didn't belong there. But the people, the people that were around him, put the hope in Jesus in his humanity and not in his kingship. They put the hope in his humanity because they thought that he was going to come and save them from the Romans and not save them from their sin. So their misplaced hope, they took that hope and misplaced that hope into a tomb. And see, on the third day after three days of quarantine, after three days of, of uh, stay-at-home orders or stay-in-the-tomb orders, Jesus rolled away the stone and brought out hope again. This is why when the women came to the tomb, listen, they were going to, to, to anoint their dead hope. So many of us do the same thing, saints of God. We go back to the place where hope used to be, our dead hope is, and we go back to anoint our dead hope to continue with the burial process. God says, no, your hope is not in the grave. Your hope has resurrected. Your hope never belonged in your past. Hope is something that is in the future, but we keep holding hope in the past. God says, look, take your hope out that borrowed tomb, roll away the stone, and resurrect your hope once again today you can resurrect your hope today through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior God wants you to empty out your tomb of hopeless relationships of hopeless marriages of hopeless finances of hopeless situations and hopeless circumstance God wants you to empty out your tomb and resurrect your life not just to bring that hope back from the dead but bring that hope back with power praise God God wants you full of hope so that you're thriving and not just surviving. Saints of God, when Jesus rose from the dead, he was the hope of the world, but he ascended into heaven. And a lot of us are like, well, if Jesus is our hope, he left. But he left us hope. And he left hope in two forms. He gave us hope by his spirit. He said, I'm going to go away, but I won't leave you comforted. He said, I will send the comforter. So we have the comforter. That's our hope. But the greatest hope to this world right now is the church. It is the body of Christ. Christ is still here in the form of his body. And that is called the church, the ecclesia, the inglesia, the body of Christ, the corpus Christi. And look, we cannot have hope apart from the corporate body of Christ. I know you're saying, well, right now, pastor, I, I can't get to the body of Christ because of the situation, the circumstance. No, 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 that's not the case. Right now, we have set up ways for you to get connected, to prepare yourself for the great return and the bringing back together of the fellowship when we assemble together, fitly joined as a body of believers to worship God corporately, to have that corporate anointing and have that corporate hope. You need to make sure that you belong to the church. That's why in John 15, 7, God said this, if if you abide in me and my word abides in you how do we abide in Christ we abide in his body and his body is the church and when you abide in his church then his word which is Jesus will abide in you God is calling you today not just to be a part of his body but also to be found in him if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior 
Let's resurrect the hope of your salvation today. Give your life to Christ. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for your word. And I thank you for those of you that, uh, those that have heard your word today and have been pricked in their heart and say, what must I do to be saved? Lord, I thank you right now. And Lord, wherever they're at, Lord, that they will open up their mouths and confess in their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you died for our sins. God, we thank you on this Easter day, the day that you rose from the dead, that there are those even right now within the sound of my voice, that they are being brought from the dead into life. I thank you for still resurrecting the dead, Lord, that you are making their souls to be in an eternal place with you. I thank you for these things, Lord. We just bless you. We thank you. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.